imposter syndrome is a piece of shit all the time. Yeah. But then at the same time, I have the biggest ego on the planet <laughs> as well. Hey everyone, you're tuning into Strangers in Passing. If this is your first time listening, my name is Beverly Teresa. I'm a social media strategist from Edmonton, Alberta, that's in Canada, and I'm also your lovely host. This podcast is made up of a series of interviews I've done with people I know well, not so well, and not even at all. Today's episode features Amit Cabra, aka AdWords Girl. I have known Amit for years now, so she's not a stranger to me, but she will be one to you. She's a pay-per-click advertising specialist who splits her time between Vancouver, British Columbia and Edmonton, Alberta. Me and Amit actually host an Instagram Live on a weekly basis, and we've worked at the same digital marketing agency together, which you'll hear us chuckle about later on. I wanted to get her on this podcast because her story of business ownership and entrepreneurship, even though she hates that word, is an interesting one. We talk about why she stepped back from her business in 2016, dating, imposter syndrome, and persevering through hard times. If you are a small business owner or you're thinking of starting your own business, this is definitely the episode for you. How did we even meet, like, to begin with? Uh, it was iMedia back in 2015. Oh, I think. right. Yeah. yeah. I fangirled around you. Yeah, you were uh, <laughs> one of the uh, volunteers or something like that, and you were working, like, the front desk, and I remember seeing you. Like, I remember it was like it was yesterday, uh, <laughs> and you had your hair, like, super, like, teased out and shit. Um <laughs> Yeah, I like I'm telling you, I remember everything. <laughs> I'm so cool. <laughs> and I remember you were like, you saw me and I think you might have, no, I don't think you really said anything. I think you just like kind of looked at me really funny. And then I walked away, didn't think anything of it. And I think we interacted on Twitter afterwards. Yeah, I just remember I was really nervous to approach you. I think because I was like, oh, she knows so much stuff about digital marketing. I want to be like her one day. <laughs> jokes on you um, don't let this go to your head <laughs> no I remember it because I remember like I, nobody would ever interact with me on Twitter and then you did and I'm like oh my god I have a fan I remember uh the guy that I was with at that time I came home and I'm like oh my god oh my god I have a fan <laughs> and now you have fangirls like all over the place right um well I don't know anymore. I took a break from everything for quite some time in 2016. And then 2017 was mainly me like trying to just rebuild the company to a certain degree. And then 2018 was a bit of me just being a bit too busy and trying to figure out how to run a business. So now I'm finally getting back into the groove of things of like actually being out and about on social and <laughs> in real life. Um, so I don't know if I could say that I have a bunch of fangirls. You've been running, like, your, your own company since you're 19, right? Uh, the first company I ever owned was when I was 19, and that was in event planning. Uh, and then I did that for three years. 
and then sold it to a competitor and they closed it up. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then I moved out to Alberta and um yeah, worked for a couple years at like agencies or other companies and stuff like that and then eventually started my own thing about 4 years ago. Why did what made you want to do your own thing? Like why did you want to work for yourself versus an agency? In terms of an agency, it was literally because I don't think that they do it correctly, or at least the one that I worked at. Right. Um, and I didn't really like their practices, and it seemed like they only really cared about themselves and not so much about the client. Uh, okay. So recently, client advocacy has been a really big thing for me. Um, so yeah, that's kind of really basically it. I just want to make sure that the client knows that somebody's actually in their corner versus paying something or someone um at x amount of dollars every single month and then not really knowing what's going on yeah no that totally makes sense and I think that's really fair and I think it's people like you in the industry who make it good because there are going to be freelancers who are like just pay me monthly and then they don't perform or do anything so I like to hear that um like smaller business owners are actually customer advocates, which is, that's great. Yeah. I don't think it happens very much anymore. And maybe I'm painting agencies in a bad light. I really don't know. Cause it's been years since I've actually worked at one, but when I was there, I can 100% say that they didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So me and Amit used to work at an agency together. Full disclosure. Yeah, for- <laughs> I think we were only together for about six months. I think you came, uh, yeah, about six months before I left. Yeah, you weren't there for very long. (laughs) (laughs) Very much like my entire employment history, so it's okay. Right. (laughs) Okay, but so you were part of Google's ambassador program. What is that and like how did you even get on that? Yeah, that one was actually really quite a bit of fun and really actually really kind of cool for me. Um, Cause I had no idea that they were doing this before and it was basically a program that they had just kind of started at that time. Uh, and that was in 2014. So basically they would, um, they had uh, an online community for all partners uh, and people who are aspiring to become partners and they would just like uh, leave it uh, like you would be able to ask questions mm-hmm. if you ever came into a problem. So I found it when I was having issues with, I can't remember what, um, and I remember people would start answering the questions and it was fantastic because I would get my answers relatively quickly and be able to learn and grow. And then eventually I started flipping it and started answering the questions versus being the one to ask it. Um, and that's basically when the people who worked at Google started moderating and kind of kept track of who was responding, how qu- the quality of their responses um, and stuff like that. So initially they would start with like a, a monthly spotlight where they would be like, okay, well, this is the member of the month or some bullshit like that. Um, and then they would send a little card with a cake, which was oh, really what? freaking cool. Yeah, I think I have a picture of it on my Instagram somewhere. You'd actually have to dig pretty deep because it's like 2014, I think. Um, Wait, how so did they, they send you a cake and it was still fresh? They ordered it from a local bakery. Oh, neat. Okay. Yeah, they went, like, they treated us so well. Um so they would do that. And then eventually nobody really knew about the ambassador program. And then eventually um, I get an email from them going, well, would you like to join? We'd love to have you. And I obviously said yes. Um, and that's where I started meeting some really, really cool people that I wish I still 
talk to a bit more. I might reach out to, but um, yeah. So there was a group of us, I think there was about 20 to 25 uh, all across North America. There was only five Canadians oh. uh, and yeah, three of them were on the East coast and two of us were on the West coast. And we we're both from Alberta. And the funny thing is, is that he was in Shore Park and I was in Edmonton. So like, <laughs> that was it. Like that was our community. There was out of the entire planet. There was only about 20 to 25 of us and we were all in North America. How have you, like, does Google still do that program or? I don't believe so. They moved the platform. I think they were originally on um, Google Plus, I think it was. Uh, and then they moved the platform to Lithium. Okay. Uh, and then it kind of just changed everything. So now I believe that they just have like a badge standard. I don't really know. Um, Cause after like in 2016, I took a break from all of it and became an alumni of uh, the program. You talk about taking breaks a lot. Like, well, <laughs> you mentioned it earlier. What do you mean by taking a break? Like what, I guess if you're comfortable talking about what happened to make you want to take a break. Uh, 2016 was probably like one of the worst years of my adult life. Actually, probably in life in general. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've lived a pretty sheltered life. I've been very fucking lucky. Like I've got a great family and really great friends and um, have always had a really great support network if I've ever needed to fall back or anything. So 2016 was an interesting year because I had... F- finally quit the agency and decided to go full-time with the company instead of using it as like a side hustle essentially um and it just didn't start off well so my I think it was like the start of 20 2016 and when I mean the start of 2016 I mean like the first week of January okay. I had to I literally had to file a lawsuit against a client because he refused to pay um and then he decided I think it was like I think you can counter sue within 21 days or something like that and naturally he did for $50,000, which is the max. Wow. For some, the small claims. Yeah. Um, so that was very, very stressful. And then when I would try to go out and try to get new business, I kind of just lost all confidence in myself. Uh, Cause I mean, somebody's suing you and they're telling you that you didn't do a good job when you know you did. And it kind of fucks with your head a little bit. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what actually ended up happening. And then I kind of just the, you know, the deals that were sure to close didn't. Uh, and then that just adds to the whole imposter syndrome. Uh, and then following that, I started feeling like a lot of pain in my shoulders. And then it would kind of go down into my chest. Uh, and I didn't know for the longest time what it was. And my doctor sent me for a bunch of tests just to see if my heart was okay and stuff like that. Uh, and nothing came back. And then eventually she sent me to a psychiatrist and she told me I was having really severe panic attacks. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Like sometimes I couldn't get out of bed. Like, it wasn't like that I didn't want to get out of bed. I couldn't physically get out. It hurt so bad. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, it was pretty intense. Was <laughs> I would really definitely intense. take a break, too. <laughs> yeah, and kind of needed to, right? So, uh, and that's not, that's just like the tip. That's not even all of it yet. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so then I was diagnosed with severe anxiety, and then I was put on antidepressants. Uh, and then eventually the pain started coming back and we couldn't really figure out why. And it turned out that I was actually diabetic as well and pretty severely. Um, so that was May of 2016 that I got diagnosed with that. So then I think a couple of weeks later, I decided that I was going to leave Alberta and come back to BC and just kind of recover and retreat. Because uh, by that time I had blown through all my savings um, and didn't really have any like job or like new client prospects because I just didn't have the energy for it. Uh, and figured being close to my mom would be a good idea. 
so I left. Uh, my dog stayed with my then boyfriend. Um, and then a couple weeks into it, I couldn't, like, I was so upset and, like, just not really happy to be here. Uh, so I flew back home when Leia had a seizure. So Luke and Leia are my dogs, and they both have neurological issues. So they both have seizures. So Leia's seizures manifest in a way that, like, her eyes get really big and she starts panting. Um, but then when she tries to walk, it's kind of like she's drunk. Yeah. Um, and she eventually kind of ends with her like throwing up and it's like about a 20 to 45 minute ordeal. Um, and they happen pretty frequently now, which kind of sucks, but it is what it is. And then Luke's, um, he starts to pant as well, but it, his back legs give out. So he can't walk at all. He tries, but he can't. Um, so we've always known that he had, he's probably going to have hip issues in the future, but we don't know how exactly that's going to manifest. Um, but anyways, so Leia had her seizure and the idiot doctor looked at my then boyfriend and went, they're lucky to be alive. And I couldn't even handle it. So I flew <laughs> back home. Like the day he told me that, like that night I flew home. Cause I was like, I cannot be away from my dogs anymore. Like this is unreal. Um, so yeah. So then I brought them back to BC instead of staying in Alberta. Uh, and, uh, everything seemed to have <laughs> kind of fixed itself in that sense. And then about a month afterwards, I came back home to Edmonton. Uh, and that kind of started the breakup between me and my then boyfriend uh, <laughs> of three years. Uh, we bought a house together. We had the two dogs and a rabbit together. Um, we had a lot of things together, actually. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of started it all. Um, then he met someone else, basically. And that was kind of like, in between the breakup, but we yeah. were still, still together, which was kind of interesting, but whatever. Um, <laughs> totally not better about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then he started seeing someone new, uh, and then I ended up losing the house to him, in a sense. Um, but I got to keep the dogs, uh, and then he agreed to keep George the rabbit for uh, a little longer because I didn't have a place for him. Um, and then in October of that same year I decided to come back to Edmonton uh yeah and then in February of 2017 about my condo and then he decided that he was going to keep George no I know that one still pisses me off <laughs> <laughs> like more so than anything that ever happened like losing the house losing all my money all of it I don't care I lost George and I'm pissed about it <laughs> <laughs> so right now are you seeing anyone are you dating <laughs> no um <laughs> no it's hard I think and I think I don't know if I'm in necessarily in the right space for it either I, I love what I do so much that I'm not really ready to separate myself from it um and I think that might be a big issue uh also the fact that I do believe that I'm a pretty impressive human being <laughs> might fuck things up a little bit because <laughs> uh, <laughs> it can be intimidating but at the same time I refuse to believe that I need to like make my accomplishments less because yeah. you're not as great as I am um so it's that's, just kind of that's one thing too like earlier you mentioned imposter syndrome but then now you're saying like, you know, I'm like a really, I, I don't think I'm really complicated. <laughs> I think I'm complicated in my own right. But like, that's where I'm kind of where I believe I'm a little fucked up. Imposter syndrome is a piece of shit all the time. Yeah. But then at the same time, I have the biggest ego on the planet as well. <laughs> 
So it's just so hard because even like when we were doing our Instagram live this week, I was freaking out beforehand because I was like, do I even know my stuff? Like people are going to ask questions. Am I going to be able to answer them? Like, do I even know all these steps? And I'm the one who created that content from the start. But uh, at the same time, I sat there and I was like, I don't know. And then when we went on, it was like, oh, this is okay. (laughs) This isn't so bad. I actually know what I'm talking about. Yeah, believe it or not. How do you think, like, what's a good tip, I guess, for someone who's battling imposter syndrome? I think you constantly have to remind yourself that you're not an idiot, uh, or at least that's what helps me. Um, and I think putting yourself in situations that make you uncomfortable is the only way you're going to grow anyways. Um, so con- just keep on doing that. I think that really helps. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, I just think, it, like, I mean, I can sit here and say don't focus on it, but let's face it, we do. Uh, and it's not something that's going to go away tomorrow or the next day. Um, so it's small, it's really small, consistent steps. If you had one tip for a stranger, like you don't know them, mm-hmm. a life tip. <laughs> oh, God. What would be your <laughs> one life tip? I, literally, I think it's the same as the last one, small, consistent steps. I think we all believe that everything's supposed to happen leap or happen in leaps and bounds because we see everybody else um, achieving these amazing things, but we don't see what happens in the background. Uh, We don't see them working their 16 hour days every single day. We don't see them failing and trying over and over again. Like even the ones that are super buff and stuff, like they go to the gym every single day, but they didn't start by going to the gym for an hour or two hours at a time. They may might've started with 20 minutes Uh, but we see the end product and we get really, we get into a tizzy over it essentially. So I think it's really great to just remember that small consistent steps. I like that. And it's like, stop comparing yourself to other people because you're all in different, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, nobody's the same. So what's the point? But I mean, I don't know. I think it's easier said, said than done on the whole comparing front. Yeah. I know for so long, so many people have said that to me where they're like, oh, you shouldn't compare yourself to X, Y, Z. Um, and I wish I could say that I don't, but I do. Yeah. Uh, and even the people who tell you not to, I think they also do it <laughs> as well. Uh, so I think the better way to actually use my time is to remind myself that if I keep on doing the same thing over and over and over again, eventually the impact will be much more significant than... Um, doing something once but on a grander scale all right guys that's all i have for you this episode if you want to connect with amit you can find her online as at adwords girl on all social media platforms and if you want to chat with me beverly between episodes you can follow me at at hello beverly that's beverly with an l-e-y on all social media You can also learn more about Strangers in Passing and catch earlier episodes at strangersinpassing.com. So I guess my one tip that I'd like to leave with you today is don't be afraid to talk to a stranger unless they're creepy, then run away, far away.